Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know what, Christy? We all have bad times. I can think of many times that I've just sat there and thought about something, thought about something, started overthinking, and now I've got my, myself all worked up and... I don't know where to go. You know, the problem has created such a havoc in my mind, I don't know what to do with it. So today we wanted to talk about some of the things that you can do when you start overthinking, right? Yeah, today is one of those shows that, well, we can, we can make it all about me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> because if there is anything that I do that I get in my own way and I cause myself unneeded stress and drama in my life, it's because I get stuck in overthinking. Just recently, I was in that space. <laughs> I thought to myself, how are you going to snap out of this? Because this is pointless. You're losing this moment. Overthinking and worrying about things is not going to get you where you need to go. Right. And so I went to my staple and I started looking up uh, research on <laughs> how to stop doing what I was doing. And so I obsessed about that for a minute. And then I thought, you know, maybe we should do a show. About well, overthinking. I <laughs> think everybody gets into that yeah. whole turmoil on their mind. I mean, there's not a person out there that hasn't overthought something. Yeah, I think that we get in that fearful, cynical place. But once we start overthinking about them, <laughs> you know, we just keep going. So putting this show together actually helped me to get out and snap out of that change my mind into something else and so here we go so well i agree i can't i can't agree with you enough because i think that's one of the things that we think when we're thinking about it we're actually coming up with a solution and that's not always the case actually 99 percent of the time that's not the case at all right you're starting to create narratives in your mind it's all and it's not good for us plain and simple right exactly because overthinking is not problem solving we're going to talk about that yeah. But you know, it's funny because our brain is designed to problem solve, right? And we, again, we think that overthinking is problem solving when in fact it's not. But it's funny if you li- think back to just our genetic makeup and the brain and, and how what we've created in this most simplistic form. And it really is, it was we say all the time, to keep us safe, mm-hmm. which generally looks at the negative first. But it was really to keep us from predators, right? To outsmart what was going to eat us, you know, back in the day. And so now that we don't have to worry about, you know, a lion running us down or whatever. Hope so. (laughs) Then what are we going to fill that space with? Drama. Drama. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that that's, that's when overthinking happens. And I think we overthinking happens in two ways. We either dwell in the past, we worry about the future, neither of which we can control in now moment that we're doing all of that destructive behavior for ourselves. Then our overthinking and our worrying then becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a study from the University of Michigan suggested that overthinking is a huge problem and that 73% of those ages 25 to 35 admit that they have a problem in their life with overthinking. I can see that. And that age group does make sense because that's when you're getting thinking about getting married, having kids, starting a career. I mean, I can see where all those things become overwhelming. But I guess that's kind of like some examples that we could give. I mean, if you're in that age group, I can see that. I don't know anybody that doesn't really have this as a problem. Oh, no. I think some of us do it a little bit more than others. <laughs> some of us get stuck there a little bit more than others. Well, when we break it down into who's actually doing this, statistically, it's 57% of women are overthinkers as opposed to 43% of men are overthinkers. But what mm. did Well, And we verbalize it, right? We just overthink and we talk about it. But what it does is it creates a cage, right? It creates a cage in our mind. It keeps us boxed in into the past, 
and to worry about the future. Um, and again, neither one of those are very helpful. We've no. talked about in a lot of our shows that the statistic that 76% of our self-talk is negative. So when you start overthinking, that percentage is going to go up. Oh, and yeah. so your 76% is going to just rise and rise and rise and rise and rise until probably close to 100%. I was going to say to you, you're 110% of thinking about crazy stuff, you know? So. Right. Because, again, it's not about problem solving. No. Overthinking is not about problem solving. Research shows that overanalyzing actually interferes with the problem solving skill set. And it, it causes you to dwell on the problem rather than trying to find a solution to the problem. I, I agree. So it's with not that. productive when it's certainly not problem solving. Well, because you're just replaying a record over and over and over in your mind. You're not actually coming up with a solution to it. Instead right. of taking the needle off the record, you just, you just keep, keep playing, playing it. it. You know exactly. Well, and it's interesting. I did not know this that overthinking actually has a scientific name, and it's called response styles theory. I'm sure there's a pill for it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> In studying the theory, research shows that overthinkers exasperate depression, enhances negative thinking, impairs problem solving, and it erodes social support. I mean, I think that's fair, though. I mean, at least in my opinion, the people that I have come across that I felt were depressed really were overthinkers. Right. I mean, they... Or dwellers. They, and dwellers. Warriors. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I've, I've met people with, they have developed this whole narrative that's never even happened. They, they can't get it out of their mind. Oh, I know this is what's going to happen. Mm, you don't know that, but... The problem is with the law of attraction, right? You know it's going to happen. You're going to look at every possible way with which to make that happen. Well, that's true. If you want to look for something, you can find it. If you want to look in the negative, you can find the negative. If you want to look at the positive, you can find the positive in just about everything in our life. So if we're focused on... The woe is me, and I'm depressed, and I'm just I'm worrying about something that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to take steps to make that happen. Absolutely. The more you focus on it, or I'm speeding myself up so badly because of something I did or something I didn't do from the past, that then you're focusing on that, and you're probably going to repeat that pattern, but just because that's what your mind is focusing on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's got to be exhausting. I mean, <laughs> it is, Well, literally exhausting, because it interferes with your sleep, and even mm-hmm. if you do go to sleep, research indicates that you don't get very good sleep. So then that really perpetuates the problem, that then you're tired, um, you're impaired in some way, and so mm-hmm. now you're going to probably do it even more, and then... You know, it just is a vicious cycle. And everybody knows this. Everybody out there that's listening, the and the people that are not listening, that you need to get to listen, so you may need to overthink on that and how to get your <laughs> friends to listen. But, I mean, everybody yeah. that you know, and you included, have overthought stuff. Right. And, again, we're not saying this is easy, but we want to talk about some of the things that you can do to snap yourself out of it, really, right? Right. Well, again, that's how the show came about. I was completely stuck in an overthinking <laughs> moment, and I thought, I really need to, to back away from this. Get some clarity. Get some, yeah, and so that really is what I came. That's what the show came out of, of what? my situation that I was stuck. I can't imagine why not. I mean, there's not anybody out there that couldn't use this. Right, exactly. I mean... I, and again, some people more than others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that we have folks listening right now that are overthinking something right now. You know, what, whatever they're pondering. So this might even help you right now, you know? Well, yeah, and hopefully, the, you know, this show is going to maybe snap you into... 
thinking about something else something other, else. Than, other than that one thing that you're overthinking. Well, and I got to say, even with the 43% of men, I think that really, if you go, well, they were overthinking, but then something shiny just caught their eye. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because like, women oh, can be a dog with a bone more than, more than men, I think. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you'll know, just sit there and it's like, oh, Squirrel. I can't hurt. And then, yeah, yeah. it's like, was that a duck? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kind of look at this. So what are some of the things that we can start to help ourselves stop overthinking? Well, I think the first thing that I came up with is that you have to be aware you're overthinking. (laughs) I mean, you have to be aware of that and you have to be aware that you're stuck in it. I can see that. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in it that we don't even realize we're in it. And that's a big problem. So I think you have to become aware uh, that you're actually doing it and this is being destructive and that you are not problem solving right? to really move ahead any more in this show of trying to get a grip on that. I think you first have to realize that you're doing it. You got to start paying attention to what you're doing, right? Sure, exactly. That's I think that's the easiest way to become aware of it is to really pay attention to what you're thinking. Is what you're thinking... Is it creative? Is it productive? Yeah. Is it problem solving? Are you looking for a solution or just dwelling on the problem? Whether that problem be something that's happened in the past or something you're fearful of the future, are you trying to come up with a solution or just replaying the record? I think that's a good indication. I think it, it when you say like acknowledging that you are replaying something over and over again, now you know you're stuck in this. I mean, I would think that would be a good indication. I think that sounds so simple. As we sit here right now. (laughs) Because it's always simpler said than it is to implement. (laughs) But when you're in it, it's a whirlwind, right? you got this tornado. you got this thing going on in your gut. You've got all of your body is reacting to it. And your temperature is rising and you're, you're stressed. And it's like, oh, it's just the weight of the world. Well, you've got to be aware that that is not productive and take a step back and let's look at this and say, okay, this is, this is not productive. So how, how can we, where can we go from here? But being aware, I think is the first, first step in that of realizing that I'm in this too deep and I'm not problem solving. I'm overthinking. Well, do you think that people think that they're problem solving when they're overthinking? Like you're playing this scenario out. So you tweak it just a little bit in your brain. So you're replaying it with this new scenario in there. Nothing ever changes. Then you alter it just a tad. But I think that at least in my mind, I'm thinking I'm problem solving when I'm really just overthinking. Right. If it's not leading to a positive action, if it's not leading to something that is actually going to be a solution to the problem, if there is even a solution, if this is something that's happened in the past that you can't fix, you can't control... There is no point overthinking it because you can't fix it. Right. You know, there isn't. Sometimes there maybe there isn't even a problem to solve. And that's true. You know, but because I again, we you. get stuck in it. <laughs> I, um, I fully understand that one. Thinking about those things in the past that you just sit there and kind of maul over. And, and, and there's nothing you can do. It's gone. It's history. Right. It's you a know? moment that passed that you're not going to get back. Yeah. And I don't know why you rethink it, especially silly things. And I don't know about you, but silly things like things that happened when you were a kid that you were totally embarrassed about. And then you sit there and you replay them in your mind. And like nobody holds this against you. Because right. you were a kid, and you can't get this thing out of your mind. And I, <laughs> right. Well, I think we all have those things, right. too. Right. So just know you're not out there. You're not alone. That's right. <laughs> well, you, you know, the biggest thing is staying focused on 
realizing that you're stuck in this or that if you know you do this, and I think people who do this excessively, like me, know that we do this, that you really need to stop thinking and start doing something. Because Hmm. the mind can only think about one thing at a time. So can we multitask? Absolutely. But we're only multitasking one thing at a time. Right. So you can literally force yourself to stop thinking of that thing by starting to do something else, right? Right. You know, one of the things that I use all the time, it's a business model in the 80s that kind of went away, but I think it's still the best thing out there. It's called the five whys. I think we've talked about this in a couple shows. Mm -hmm. That literally if you take any problem, any anything, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's business, personal, it doesn't matter. And you generally ask five whys to that, five steps. Okay, I'm I'm feeling anxious. Well, why are you feeling anxious? Well, because I'm overthinking about this. Well, what about that? Why why is that a problem today? You know, and mm-hmm. you, you go generally five steps back, you're going to find the root cause. I can see that. Because you can only problem solve the root cause, right? You're not going to problem solve all of those external adjectives that we put to it. You're only going to problem solve the root cause. But if you can't get to the root cause because you've made it so big, then you can't get to that root to even fix the problem, even if you want it to. There you go, folks. If you if you don't know if you're overthinking, if the problem started out with this and now it's much bigger than what... Than well, but isn't right. that the way? That's always the way it happens, yeah. right? So, and it, you know, but if when you start doing the five whys or you stop start thinking of doing actionable steps, what can I do? You know, again, you're worried about something in the future. Okay, okay I, I need to get control of this. Right. I, can, I can't change the future in the future, right? But what steps do I need to do today? What can I control today mm-hmm. to take a step back and get control of whatever this is? The, this has got a hold of me. Well, so you really need to find options. Right. Now, just because you do not like the option does not mean it's not an option. Well, now that's true. And that's a big problem. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, just because you don't want to do that doesn't mean you have to choose that. But just because you don't want to doesn't mean it's not an option. Right. You have to look at all of the options, whether you would choose them or not, whether you would like them or not. You need to put them all out there because sometimes those things that we don't want to do might just be the best thing that you need to do in this situation to fix it. Well, and a perfect example is, I think, for people out there, is bills. Hmm. You know, I don't know how many times you, you hear. I mean, it, everybody's been in this situation one time or another in their lives or currently still in that situation to where they think about what it's going to be after the bill's paid or what life is going to be. You know, how am I going to pay this bill five years from now? Well, it's not five years from now. You know, your money situations are your money situations right now. And putting out things that all options whatever they are, you still need to put them out there so you can explore all options. So, I mean, I think that that's, that, that's probably a good example for people to kind of cling on to because I think most people have that. Well, exactly. You, you know, you have a $100,000 house. You, you, you know, first of all, your $100,000 house is going to cost you like about $170,000 with your interest from your bank. Oh, at least. So, you, so you know, that depresses. You don't want to think about that. But you're not paying $100,000 for your house. You're spending, what, $700 for your monthly payment. Right. So that's all we got to worry about today. Exactly. And that's a very good example. I mean, I've met many people that get themselves so worked up. It's like, you know, I'm going to owe $100,000 on this mortgage. Well, you know, but this month you owe $700. Right. So. Right. So, <laughs> and, and then once you get that under control, once you stop overthinking, which we did, this is really links in very well with the show that we did on Breathe. Just mm-hmm. take it as Breathe. Because once you then back away from that chaos, 
then you could, you know, well, it's overwhelming to me to think that I'm going to owe that much on my house. You know, you could get a 15-year mortgage rather than a 30. You can actually start paying $100 a month more, which is then going right. to drastically reduce. There's all kinds of options that you can do to reduce that stress, but you got to get out of the chaos first. Yeah. Until you can think clearly. So a lot of times that's backing away from it, taking a break. Just take you know, a break. Take a break and, and move away. Do something else. Focus on something else. Um, maybe put a time limit on that. Okay, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna think about this for five more minutes or ten more minutes or whatever. I'm only gonna try to find options. Or and then I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit in front of the TV. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, whatever, whatever it takes mm-hmm. to take a break from it. Well, and, and I don't and think back away exactly, and I don't think putting a time limit on those kinds of issues is a bad thing because I really and maybe people disagree with me. I have no scientific research or anything like that to back it up, but I would think that if you give yourself a time limit, you're going to give yourself the option of thinking about things in more of a critical way. Because yeah. now you don't have, oh, four hours to spend and noodle on it. You you have 10 minutes to kind of just think about it, concentrate hard on it, and come up with more solutions, you know? Because I think that's the biggest problem with overthinking is it's either, either becomes very excessive mm-hmm. in the process or it becomes very emotional in the process or both. Yeah. You're not going to problem solve no. <laughs> in either one of Especially those Especially in scenarios. an emotional state. Right. You know, when you get into that always or never, mm-hmm. those are not necessarily real and they're, they are certainly not productive. The should have, should be, what ifs are not places that are problem solves. Right. Right. Those are the overthinkers. Those are the excessive emotional thought processes that we're talking about that we really need to back away from. If it's always, never, should be, should have, what if. If those, if that's where you're coming, if that's the things that are coming out of your mouth or your thoughts, you need to shift, take a break, do something else because you're not problem solving. No, and I got to tell you, if you're with a friend and you're telling them about this, and the, generally friends want to help you with some sort of advice, you know, and they're trying to help you problem solve. But oftentimes, when we've got ourselves all worked up because we've overthought whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's no solution. It's like, right. well, you know, you could do this instead of that. No has to be this way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There, there's a, the only way to do this is this way. We, Why is that the only way? It has to be. Right. Because well. then we cut off our options because we're getting excessive or we're getting emotional. Yeah, exactly. And then the, then the whole world starts to shrink and we start to think negative. Then we start to excess and, again, get over emotional in that negativity. Then it starts to spiral into more negative thoughts. Oh, yeah. Those negative thoughts go into more negative thoughts. Then, then we get mad at ourselves, right? Because mm-hmm. we're having the negative thoughts and we're beating ourselves up. And then we're a bad person because we're having all these thoughts and because we have this problem that's really a lot of times pretty small, but we have made it so hugely big at this point oh, yeah. that now we're a terrible person. You have to really intentionally change your thinking. Yes. Okay. In all these scenarios that we're talking about, you and have when you're to talking intentionally. intentionally. You're talking about being conscious of what you're doing. Right. You know, intentionally, with purpose. Exactly. Some of those things that you can do to intentionally change that thought process is to go from a place, this excessive emotional dwelling on the past or the future, and replace it with something of gratitude. Because what we've talked about is gratitude and hopelessness cannot occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. So 
even if it's just looking at a picture of your kids or your grandkids or your dog or, um, again, going out for a walk or something that you're intentionally changing your mindset into something that you have gratitude for. Mm-hmm. I'm general tr- <laughs> You know, I'm having trouble paying my house payment this month. I'm really, really, really worried about it. Well, I've never been late on my house payment before, so I'm grateful for that. Let, let me just breathe, and then I'll, I'll come back, and I'll, we'll figure out something something later. Or exactly. whatever that problem is. But maybe you can't make your house payment, but you got a wife and three kids that adore you. Right. Have gratitude for that in that moment. Your life isn't your house. Your life is your wife and your kids. And please so, believe that they don't want your house back, so they're going right. to work with you. So. Yeah, we had no intention of making this about people's houses. Right, but I mean, I'm just saying, um, that I think that's a good yeah. point, though, is people don't get themselves in a in a genuine, and I, I can't stress this enough, that genuine sense of gratitude. Not the, well, I'm grateful I read this morning and you know, no okay I, but right. genuine so and I do we the, all have things where we can be grateful oh, for oh sure yeah you um, know. we take those things for granted and that's another thing if you can step back and those things that we all take for granted those people in our life that we take for granted that they were gone it'd be terrible but we kind of take advantage of that right now we really don't think oh, oh I don't true. need to call them up I don't need to text them. I don't need to do any of that. So you really just need to stay in a place of gratitude. And I think one of the things that I, I do all the time uh, that is a direct from you is, is it going to matter six months from now? Right. Is it going to matter 60 six minutes from now? Exactly. Right. You know, and those things, because I can't tell you how many times, I, I would say almost always when I get in this place, it is not going to matter six months from now. It's not. <laughs> it's true. You know, whatever though. it is, it's not. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm probably not even going to remember this six months from now unless I overthink this to death and I create some havoc out of it that doesn't need to be. And then I create a whole scenario that I will remember six mm-hmm. months from now because the root problem actually had no significance at all. Right. You know, other than that emotional moment of whatever that was. I, I agree with you 100%. You know, you can ask yourself questions. That's one of the questions, right? Is this going to matter six months from now? Um, you can look at what is the worst that could happen, right? Well, literally. Think, yeah. Literally. Not, I mean, honestly, not, you know, I, oh, my God, the sky is going to fall. No, the sky is not going to fall. Right. I brought, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. You may not see it because it's cloudy, but it's still there. And we've talked about that. Go to the, go to the worst case scenario. Try to work your way back from there because using the house reference, you know, what is the worst case scenario? That they take your home. Okay, that, that's chilling. You don't know what to do with that. But that's, but that's not. That's a year from now. Exactly. Even if you don't pay another payment, it's a year from now. So. But you know, that's yeah. not the case. So start working yourself back exactly. from that. So yeah, I think that's awesome to, to sit there and try to go from worst case scenario. Ask yourself questions. Absolutely. You know, I guess some people, let's ask her, that, that works for me. And I think that would work for you. Mm-hmm. But I just know that some people, that probably is going to put them in a deeper spiral. Probably. But, you know, for some people, that, that is a well, good Well, that's solution. why we have many options to work <laughs> with. So. Well, and that's such an important piece is to know that you have options and have other people help you figure out what those options are. Again, just because you don't like it or just because you don't want to do it does not mean that that is not an option. You know, you don't have to pick that, but you still need to write it down. (laughs) And I think, you know, we talked about, again, this overthinking is about generally about something in the past or something that's going to happen in the future. So if we can get it into a place of mindfulness, if we can stay in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. If we can quiet our mind long enough, we can really hear intuition over fear. So we can really get out of that always, never, 
you know, it should have. They should have. I love that one. Yeah, That's they a, should have. They should have. Well, we're, we're past that. So right. what's the other so option here? You've got to get out of the fear factor. You've got to stay in a place of now mm-hmm. by taking a step back. Well, then I guess, you know, if we if we start doing those kinds of things, at least in my opinion, then we, we stop kind of like living in the past. We're not replaying that. And I guess that would lift a lot of your depression. You know, I'm not saying clinical depression, but I'm just saying your overall, man, you know, if we would have just did this five years ago, we'd be so much better off. Well, that was right. five years ago. Right, exactly. Know? We all do it, but that's really a pointless place to be. Yeah. What are you going to do that's going to get you where you want to go five years from now? Exactly. Stop being right. depressed about what happened 16 months ago and right. start looking towards your future. I think that that's an excellent piece of advice. And when we overthink in the future, then we just begin starting to worry, and then we become fearful. Right. Uh, that we're going to lose the house because right. of, we whatever. might be two weeks late on a house payment. So, yeah. Right, exactly. So, depression is focusing on the past. Worry, fear is focusing on the future. Uh, you really you can't do anything for either one of those things mm-hmm. in the now. But if you can stay in the now, you can control all that. You can come up with your options. You can come up with a plan. You can problem solve in the now. Well, You're not going to problem solve for something that's happened in the past. You can't change the past. You can't problem you can't fix the problem right. that problem the solving past. does not work and you can't past. you know no matter how much you i know this is going to happen or i know this person is going to do this no you don't you know you may have good probability to think that or past practice may indicate that that's what they've done in the past but you don't know that of and something that's going to happen if that's the, the case then you know what you have to do you know well, it, most of the time you yeah. have those things come go. up but I think what most people don't do, and I think something that might work for some folks, is try to figure out if it's a short-term or long-term problem. Exactly. You know, I mean, and I know that sounds easy, but it's really not. Because most people, like you say, I'm going to be two weeks late on my house payment, and then we're going from there to I'm going to lose my house, we're going to all live in a tent, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't even have a tent. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. And so you, that's the first thing you need to stop. Stop, quiet your mind, try to get that intuition coming in, and figure out if this is going to be a short-term or long-term problem. Then from there, you can start problem-solving. Well, because it really does create to this world of unhappiness that we live in. Oh, yeah. You know, we said only 34% of Americans are happy. Well, this is one of the reasons, because, you know, 73% of us overthink. Yes. So, and it creates unhappiness, you know? And the other percentage just lie about it (laughs) you know overthinking just takes just that little problem and Mm -hmm. it it creates it so much bigger it makes it scary um we can take something positive and overthink about it and then it's not it's not near as positive yeah and now we do that too i do that i mean seriously what's that about right i guess we can sit here and say well it makes sense if you overthink about something bad but I can overthink about something really good and turn it into something that's not as good. Absolutely. How I mean, many times seriously, you... why do we do that? Because I think that it goes back to the same thing. <laughs> overthinking is overthinking is overthinking. You go and it you know, unhappiness. Yeah, it leads oh. to unhappiness. I mean, next thing you know, you have this beautiful trip to Disney planned, and now you're just sitting there thinking everything's going to be a bonfire because, you know, what are you going <laughs> to do? It's rain every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah like... exactly. Whatever. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it does. It is. I and mean, all the scenarios that we come up with, 
Well, I mean, going back to just, it's going to rain every day. Well, you can't control everything that's going down in your well, life, right? Well, but we like to control everything. We do like to control you know, we it. We like to control everything and the realization that really you can't control anything. And you certainly can't control the weather. You can't control <laughs> other people. Right, no. and then and aren't those generally the things we want to control? Because the only thing that we can control, we're sitting over thinking about, and we're not living in the present moment nope. of anything that we can control because we're worried about what everybody else and everything else is going to happen. Yep, that we can't control any of that, and it's silly. It, but we all do it. It's the record. <laughs> we got a show out of this because I was sitting there doing it excessively. <laughs> like you said, it's taking that little problem and making it much bigger because yeah. it's all about that control. You feel out of control, so therefore you're spiraling, you know? And, and just... nobody likes to feel out of control. Nobody likes to feel unsafe. No. Um, those are basic needs that we have to feel safe and out of control uh, jeopardizes our safety. I absolutely so. 100% agree. If we could stop worrying about what's going to go wrong and really start getting excited about what could go right, shifting that paradigm just enough that you can replace that, oh my goodness, what if with yep. what is, then you're choosing a happy choice versus an unhappy choice. You can then generally calm down a bit, mm-hmm. um, come up with some other options, and then begin to problem solve rather than getting stuck in that spiral. Again, it seems so easy to say, well, but, but it's I think really that, not that simple to do. Exactly. But if you, like you said, if you can get excited about those things that are going to go right, that is living in a place of gratitude. Exactly. You know, exactly. whatever it is, I don't care if it's a vacation or organizing your bookshelf. If you're thinking about the things that are gonna that, that are gonna make you happy about doing that stuff, that's the part of being grateful. Yeah. Focusing on the what is versus the what if is living in that place because again these trips that I take, people are always like, well, I'm, I just could just never do that because I'd be afraid of I'd get lost. I'd be afraid of this or that or. I, um, I'm, I, something would go wrong. Oh, I yeah. promise you, something <laughs> is going to go wrong. So you just need to know that. And then that doesn't throw you into this right. loop because you know nothing is ever perfect. As badly as we want to make it perfect, nothing is ever perfect. No. Nothing ever goes according to 100% according to plan. So you have to be okay with that. I agree. I think that that's what most people don't want to do is they they want to focus on that what if. So we're telling you right now, another choice you have is to think about the what is. Because there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect does not exist. It only exists up here in your mind, but you're overthinking that. So that's not even perfect. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I agree with you 100%. And like we've talked about, give that give yourself a time limit to think about the bad thing because right. you, you because it is real. It is it real. is real. That feeling that you're having, that emotional experience you're having, is real. But limit it. Limit it in some way. Whether mm-hmm. that be a time limit, whether that be going through, you know, go back and listen to our show on the decision making process. Mm-hmm. We talk about the eight steps of the decision making process to making a good problem solving solution to a exactly. problem. Exactly. And that does not involve overthinking. Um, but I think some of the triggers, are you too idle or are you too busy? Are you hot? Are you tired? Are you thirsty? Are you, what is going on that is propelling this? Because being tired is generally a big one for me that I get stuck in this dog chasing their tails when I'm excessively tired. I can see that. And I got to tell you, spend a little time. That is excellent advice to self-realize what some of these things are that trigger you. Because just thinking, well, I don't know what triggers me, boom, right there, stop, 
and think about it. Give yourself some time to think about those things. Well, it's funny because when I did started doing the research on this, right, to kind of snap myself back, one of the best ways that it said to stop overthinking, mm-hmm. research-based, was to turn on music. Okay. Uh, research by Spradlin found that music taps into a different part of the brain, that it's almost like that the brain that's overthinking can't do that if you're really into the music. Like I can it, see like that. Like, physiologically, can't do that. So it, 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 this didn't matter what kind of music. Now, obviously, if you turn on something that inspires you, that's going to put you back into the what is versus the what <laughs> if, which is a good thing. But just turning on music, they said research-based will actually calm this down um, to start thinking about something else. Um, another, they said, it was to shock your system, right? <laughs> Let me see this so sit t- in some ice water. Well, actually, <laughs> actually putting your head in uh, cold water or under cold water or taking a cold shower. Oh, um, nice. Those were literally ones biting into a lemon. Ooh. Um, yeah, doing push-ups um, and smelling lavender oil. Yeah, I've heard that. that I don't was, know much that, about that was, lavender Those oil, were the but... big ones we see in movies all the time, right? Yeah. They I was... slap them, right? <laughs> people get these, people get overexcited and they slap them. That is literally what you need to do when you are getting completely out of control is to do something like that to dramatically shock your system. I mean, and if you are really out of control, just do them all. Do some push-ups, <laughs> bite into a lemon, <laughs> you know, you and then dunk your head into some cold water. Then that way you are fully shocked. Right, find your thing. For us, we sit in the sauna, right? <laughs> we, do. we bake it out in the sauna. I can go into the sauna just just not a happy person and boom, an hour do, later right? I am a you, completely different person. It is. I mean, I got to <laughs> tell you, I didn't know much about a sauna till I met you, and it really does. I mean, you go in there, you sweat it out, and it just makes you feel, feel good. Better. Yeah. yeah, so no. Another thing, thing that was on this list um, was actually to make a list. When you are not doing it, right? When you are overthink, if you know you're a big-time overthinker and you know that this has actually caused you problems, like me, and it actually puts you in a place that it causes your world to get flipped upside down and it gets in your way, then you should make a list, it suggested, of things like sitting in the sauna, which is kind of my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Other things you could go for a run or um, call your friend or what music to play or whatever. Make a list of those things that help you stay in a place of gratitude. Those things that help you snap out of where you are, maybe even things to do, literally, things to start doing, push-ups or whatever, mm-hmm. that can snap you out of this. But when you're not in this place, when you're in a good place, make a list of those things Post that list so that when you do get to this place and you are being overly excessive and overly emotional and you're really not in a place to make a good decision, you can literally look at the paper hanging wherever and snap yourself right back in. I agree. And I think that developing kind of a routine to that would would really help you out. Well, I guess one of the things is, like you said, what are you? If you are you hot, hungry, tired? I mean, what is it that's triggering okay. these things? So you know, maybe while you're making that list, figure out what your emotional state is. I mean, if you're hungry, I mean, maybe maybe you're hangry. I don't know. You know, so that so those are some of the kind of the things that I think you can put into play. And remember, you you're not going to know if you made the right decision until you make a decision. That's a very good point. Again, there's no such thing as a right decision. You just made a right decision afterwards. So yeah, I think that these are some of those things that you can take upon yourself to try to get yourself out of these states, you know, that where you're just so worked up. 
Well, remember, just, you can't believe everything you think. No, you know, absolutely That's hard for not. me. <laughs> it's hard for me, because, but you can't because the mind will trick you, right? right? You can't believe everything that you think. You can't believe everything that you believe is true is the physical reality of the situation because it's not. It's your piece. Somebody else has a different piece. Um, they're equally as right as you. That's right. And I know that's hard because if it's between me being wrong and you being wrong, I'm going to choose you every time. <laughs> but nobody needs, not everybody needs to be wrong, right? Every situation doesn't have a right and a wrong. It has a whole lot of rights. Right. But the, I, we're not taught that. Oh, gosh. Right? Our society does not teach us that different views, different ways of thinking things, different options for different people, that those are okay. We're taught that there's only one right answer. There's a million right answers. There's only one door. If you miss that door, your your whole life is going to go down the toilet. That is not true. There's right. a million doors. Here's a here's my saying a lot of times is there's a thousand different ways to get from Indianapolis to LA. Right. Sometimes you just got to find the most efficient route. So, you know, for it, you. For you. Right. You know, maybe you want to see Montana on your way. <laughs> There's all yeah. kinds of different ways of doing things. Because so, really, you destroy your now by thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. Absolutely. So yeah, so figure out, if you didn't uh, catch all of those, hey, go back and listen. Because in that way, you can really kind of feel which one really clicks with you. I got to tell you, for me, it would probably quiet my mind and think of things that are I'm grateful for. You know, I think yeah. that really helps me out getting out of these states. You know, you just remember that um, awareness is the beginning of change, right? So again, mm-hmm. back to the beginning. Don't pretend that this isn't a problem for you, if it really is. Right. <laughs> right? right. You don't have to tell anybody else, we, and we won't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just know that if this is what's going on in your mind, that it is not good for you. It is not physically good for you. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah, we all do it. And some people do it more than others. But you really need to be aware of it and figure out what steps you need to take, things that work for you. Just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. And just because it works for you, just because somebody else doesn't think that's okay. People think that we are odd because we go sit in the sauna all the time. Mm -hmm. It works for us. Right. We know people who don't like to sit in the sauna. doesn't work for them. That's That's okay. When you were a kid, you probably climbed a tree. So there you go. Everybody has something different. But you got to first be aware that you're overthinking. You know, take a step back, realize when you're getting anxious or stressed, figure out why it's happening. Yep. Is this, uh, again, a long-term problem, a short-term problem? Is this something that's going to matter six months from now or not? Remember and, what Dr. Omero said, right? You can't force self-awareness. Right. So understand that when you're in that moment, you very well might not be aware of it mm-hmm. until you become aware that this is what it feels like. This is what it looks like when I get excessive and emotionally out of control in my overthinking process. And I think that, like you say, if you're starting to feel anxious or stressed, there you go. Right. You Your know. temperature starts to go up and you're starting to get stuck in the same record playing That's over right. and when over and over again. Know that this is probably, probably what's the lead happening. up to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, and I know something that you like to do is that kind of use affirmations, right? You know, try to get those things, those positive symbols in your life to kind of get you motivated and out of this state of mind. Right. And we talked, we talked several shows about symbolism and yeah, that works for me. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be a picture or a thing or music, again, music, anything that's going to snap me out of that, those things work. Uh, the symbolism pieces work for me. So if those things work for you, then put them in your path. 
I agree. Right? Especially if you know every time I go to pay my bills, this becomes a huge nightmare. Anticipate that next time you go pay your bills, this is going to be a huge nightmare. What can you do to minimize that going into it? Can you only spend, instead of two hours doing this, spend, you know, a half an hour and then come back to it? Can you prioritize those bills a little differently? Can you have somebody help you? Sure. I mean, what again, you know this is a problem. How can you minimize that as best you can before you n- get into the problem? You know, if you know dealing with your boss, every time I have to go to this one o'clock meeting on Thursday, this just becomes a problem. And so all morning on Thursday, I stress <laughs> over this one o'clock meeting on Thursday afternoon with my boss. That is not productive. What no. can you do to reel that back in? Does that mean that you're going to go in and be happy and eating bonbons in the morning? No. But how can you know that this is a problem? This is a problem for me. It's always a problem for me. What steps do I need to take to minimize it? So I can so I can have control of this and it not have control over me. Right. And I got to tell you, my new thing that I'm going to probably overthink about is my taxes that are getting ready to come up. So. <laughs> there you go. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com. Or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast. Or look us up on Facebook and give us a like. And let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.